We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to BuzzBeat Radio, your premier Charlotte Hornets show. All right, welcome into episode 69 of BuzzBeat. We wanted to thank everyone that joined us on the Periscope live draft show last night, uh, and even those that went back and viewed it after the fact. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, you can always view it through the Periscope app. I'm sure if you visit BuzzBeat Radio on Twitter, at BuzzBeat Radio, we have the link up there several times. Be sure to give us a follow if you aren't already doing so, and follow Spencer, Brian, and myself. Uh, We are the three-headed monster that make up this podcast. So give us a follow. You can give our our blog, at QCH blog, on Twitter a follow. That's where all of our written content is. Give Sports Channel 8, our good friends of the show, a follow on Twitter at Sports Channel 8. That's the number. On today's episode, you'll be listening to the audio version of our reactions to the first round pick of Miles Bridges. It's not going to be the full Periscope show, uh, just kind of the picks that lead up to it and our reactions after the fact. And also clips from previous episodes in which we talk about Miles Bridges. So just to recap before we jump in and give our reactions, the Charlotte Hornets selected Miles Bridges at the number 12 pick. Uh, That was after a trade with the Clippers. We traded back one spot and picked up two extra uh, second round picks. I hope you guys enjoy our reactions and thoughts to the selection of our newest Charlotte Hornet, Miles Bridges. Still no tweets, still no word. All right, yeah, I don't, I'm so nervous. I don't even know what to say. I mean, <laughs> we get the we get the sense that's going to be SGA, right? I mean, that's yeah, been I mean, the, that's, that's yeah, been the rumor all along. Guess so. I guess so. All along. What, all right, what? so the, the Michael picks officially in. So any second now, we should be hearing something. Uh, watch them come out of left field and get go with like Robert Williams. Oh, like, we need a tweet. <laughs> We need a Dwight replacement. Let's get Robert Williams. That's Mozgov, man. Miles that's Mozgov. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's actually like the – I would actually hate the Robert Williams pick more than the SGA pick. Like he's one of the guys yeah. that were yeah. in that range yeah. that I just had no no affinity yeah. for. Not not a fan. 
I, I got I, I'm intrigued by Robert Williams only if he can be a, a switch guy in in guard guard ones off ball screens. If not, I just I don't know. I, mean, I don't know that he can play power forward, right? I mean, no. he's got to play center, no. and we've already got a stable of those. No, I looked this up today, too. Robert Williams, 2 of 30 on three-pointers this year, and he was 12 of 33 on long mid-range shots. I mean, he took very few long jumpers and made a very small number of them. So, yeah, no, it's just there's he's not giving you any stretch. He's, um, he's a DeAndre Jordan, um, right? I mean, I know that Texas A&M... Like, you know, that's that's an easy comparison, but he, he sucks from free throw line, and he's just a bouncy athlete, right? Yeah, I mean, that's just... Totally. So, I have a confession to make. <laughs> now that we're actually here and we're talking about Shea Gilgis-Alexander and uh-huh. Michael Porter Jr., the two guys I literally didn't want to be talking about as when we got to 11, I now, I like, in the moment, I want Michael Porter Jr. It, it, it just came here to me. I, I, just, I just preached to everyone. Oh, did it come through? Not yet. Hey, or... Hayes wants Luke May. Luke Mays says he'd be a good fit for the Hornets. Uh, Did we uh, consider him? Did we consider him? If he had come out this year, probably. Um, <laughs> hey, um, hey, do we do we realize something actually right now? What all the all these picks have leaked way before now, and until we've yeah. gotten to Charlotte here. So what's what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> they're, they're... Screaming at each other in the draft room <laughs> as we sit oh here and talk. Oh my god! Like there's there's panic happening in the war room. I the think Hornets that'd be right funny now. if Clifford was in this in this war room as well. He was just picking for the Hornets. Meanwhile, Frank Kaminsky is like in the other room asking them to quiet down so he can record a stupid podcast with Barstool, <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, the uh, it is amazing how quickly the Bulls with Wendell Carter got in there at seven. Like like Bob, yeah. it was Bob yeah. to yeah. Orlando, and then bam, like uh, they knew they wanted Wendell. I don't blame them either. Most tight lipped team here. We don't give away anything. Oh God. <laughs> we were one pick away from Bridges slipping there, to us, and we there, talked there about that. There it is. Yeah. Alexander. Ah. Uh, there it is. As I say that with extreme excitement. Yeah. Woohoo! I mean, we we kind of figured yeah. that was going to be the case. Yep. Hold on. Here we go. Woj tweets out: Charlotte is discussing trade possibilities with the 11th pick. League sources tell ESPN Phoenix has wanted to get back into the lottery to get one to get one of the elite point guards. So we'll take Aiden. Um, we'll take Aiden. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> give us Trevor Booker. How about that? Or, or pardon me, uh, Devin. Wait, Devin Booker. Devin Jesus, Booker, just yeah. got crossed. Just got crossed up there. All right. Well, that's that's kind of exciting. The eleventh pick, Lee Torch Phoenix, has wanted to get back. All right. Um. Well, it, what does How that late? trade look like to you, Brian? I mean, you know, Phoenix has sixteen. Sixteen. Sixteen, and then and then thirty-one. They have Probably, 31 as well. yeah. Yeah, 31. Because uh, they got the first day of the first pick of the second round. Um, I'm trying to only pull up their – I'm trying to pull up their numbers and stuff like that here. Would that be uh, enough, 16 and 31, to move up to 11? Like, would you do that if that was just the trade, you know, the picks? I mean, maybe – Alexander. Hey, maybe Michael Porter will still be there at 16, by exactly. the way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he will. He will. As his, as his agent continues to sprint around Barclays Center with uh, fresh medicals hot off the uh, <laughs> yeah. off the fresh, fresh, fresh. 
um, you know, I, I'd be curious to see what happens uh, with Phoenix. I mean, I like the thought of getting extra picks. Guys that would be around at 16, you know, maybe Lonnie Walker, um, you know, maybe yeah. Robert Williams. Uh, there's a few guys at 16 that, that are, are a little interesting. I, you know, I don't know if some of these guys will fall past Denver and stuff like that, but uh, I'm intrigued by some of those possibilities that could be around. You think, uh, you think Zaire can slip? Sure. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Now that, now that I would be very much happy with because I would have been pleased with Zaire Smith at 11. So if you get Zaire at, at you know, outside the lottery yeah. and you add an extra pick and, you know, the guy you're passing up on is SGA who, you know, we don't dislike, but we're not crazy about. Um, in the meantime, since we still think uh, Gilgis Alexander is, for the time being, is the is headed to Charlotte, a couple other quick numbers. Um, shot 58% at the rim this year. He shot 41% off the dribble, which, again, that's pretty good. A little bit of a defensive upside, nearly three steals per 100 possessions, too. So, um I mean, there's some stuff to like with Gilgis Alexander. Turnover rate, 20%. That's not great. It's sort of one of the reasons why, along with the handle, I'm not sure he can be a number one point guard. And, yeah, just 33 three-point attempts from NBA range this season, too. So, hence um, the that come with the shot. We, we, we got beat out. We didn't, get it. we didn't get the trade in in time. It didn't look like the Suns are now going to trade with Holly. the Clippers. Really? That's what... That's what the report is now. That came actually from John Gamandoro. Uh He is, I think he's, he's either a Phoenix or LA guy. But uh, I mean, once again, we can't communicate yeah. in time to get the. I can't say it. I mean, I could say it. I, I want to cuss so bad right now. Like, what the hell? Why can't we just fit? Like. Somebody else talk. I can't even talk right now. I don't the, know. Um, I mean, if again, we'll we'll wait to see how these things, you know, how some more information comes out. But look, this has been a track record going back for years now with a lack of communication in the front office on a draft night. And again, if this is in fact the case, it's a bad look for a team that's starting with a new front office, a new coach. Um and but there's one common denominator uh, in all of that going back to yep. 2015 draft night in the fallout with the Frank Kaminsky pick. So uh, you know let's let's hope that's not the case. But if and this seems to be what's coming out here on Twitter, um, it's it's not a good look. That's that's for damn sure. What's not a good look is this guy's uh, suit here. SGA's suit is just hideous. But right <laughs> right behind you know Trey. Not Trey, yeah, Trey Young's short suit. This is this is right there up there. I, I'm I'm not liking this look right here. Oh my god, NBA TV is now showing like a Steve Clifford Rich Show montage right now. Huh. Now they got Mitch Kupchak highlights here. James Borrego now. Um, yeah, I don't know this. Uh... He's he's a crafty player. Like he, not that he's like a canard, but in canard, the way he scored in Duke with those like hesitations, pump fakes, he's very crafty in how he gets into the lane. He's not going to blow by you. Um, I feel like every highlight that I watched, he didn't create a ton of separation, but he used his length to score around these bigs. I'm just trying yeah. to find some positives, but 
Um, yeah, I just, no, he's just yeah, he's just yeah, so what, unexciting. What he does, yeah, and he is very creative at finishing in traffic with his length. Wait, I mean, that's a hold on. Here you go. Uh, pardon me, sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. The the Clippers oh, have okay. acquired they have acquired Gildas Alexander in a trade with Charlotte. So I'm guessing Hornets may be bouncing back to 12 or 13 or both. Um, or both. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that would be uh that would be a big deal. Because didn't you say that uh, SGA had a workout in, in LA? Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. where. Okay, here we go. Well, this guy, I don't know where that guy was. It was reporting the Suns were dealing with the Clippers. <laughs> that was not correct. John Michael Griffin just says, "I love this pick." Shocker, I know. <laughs> no shit, yeah, he's no. a Kentucky yeah. guy. That guy is the number one Kentucky homer, and they're all homers. But he might. I've never met one yeah. like him. <laughs> Big Blue Nation, Big Blue Nation rides hard for uh for uh for their guys here. So yeah, Clippers will send the 12th pick and two second round picks for uh to the Hornets. Alexander. We couldn't get uh, we couldn't get the 12th and 13th man. I guess not. I I it seemed unlikely to me that the Clippers are what going to want to come off both those. But did we get you know, 12 or 13? Which one do we get? It's just. It says, according to Woj, he's saying just 12. Okay. But they have no second-round picks. It's so weird. Or this draft. They go back one – they just go back one pick and pick up two seconds. It's just such a a strange – strange, man. I would feel like if we moved back a pick, we would still need to get a late first or an early second. But I don't – do they have a second round pick this draft? I'm not I'm not seeing one. The Clippers, the the Clippers do I don't Wait. think they no, they don't. So it's gotta um, be future. It's gotta be future well, second there, round picks. There's comp- there's competing stuff now. Shams is saying Clippers will select Miles Bridges with number thirteen mm-hmm. and trade him to Charlotte for SGA. I guess uh, I guess twelve thirteen doesn't matter because they own both of those yeah, picks. They so they'll, they'll yeah. select <laughs> yeah, we'll take the thirteenth pick. Yeah, is yeah. it in the salary a little bit lower? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, it probably matters a little bit, honestly. The Clippers. Okay, so the Clippers will select Miles Bridges and then trade. There we go. Miles is who I want, maybe. Yeah, I'm. I'm cool with that. I'm cool. I can live with Miles Bridges too. By the way. But hold on one second. I just want to check. But th- this. there's there's got to be. Yeah, if, it, if it's yeah, it's definitely more. But if it's a second round pick, it can't be this this draft. I'm not seeing a second round pick for the Clippers this draft. I mean, yeah, there has to be something else in this deal. Yeah, but for sure, it's going to be Miles Bridges coming our way, correct? Which, yeah, it it, it looks like yeah. at this point it is, and that that's. That's who I wanted. Um, I wanted him or Sexton. And, yep, me too. Uh, you know, Miles Bridges. Sorry, I'm just reading a tweet here. Miles Bridges actually won our BuzzBeat um, right. bracket yeah. challenge, didn't he? Well, that's right. I don't, necessarily, I don't think it was necessarily a prediction of who was going to make that, that pick at 11. It's more about their favorites. And, um, yeah, he won out. He won out. I think I would have leaned him or Sexton as well. Um, just just love his versatility. Um, and he, I think he gets just overlooked at times that we talked about this, how we went back for his sophomore year and a lot of people thought that that was the wrong decision to make. Um, you know, he, he lost 20 pounds in the draft process. So that shows that he's committed and getting better. Um, you know, he's a very, very good rebounder. Um, he's, he shot the ball, 
I think 35, 36% from three. Um, he has a good shot from the free throw percentage as well. Uh, grabs seven rebounds a game. Very athletic, high motor type of guy. And um, I guess the one issue is that I've always talked about is his wingspan. He is 6'7", uh, with not that too big of a wingspan. That could affect him in altering shots, but also on the offensive end when uh, he is guarded by players with longer wingspans. So uh, I do like him. I like his versatility, how he's able to switch across multiple positions. Um, but he definitely gets overlooked a lot. Uh, looks like it's the 12th pick here on, on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, Shams is Shams has been messing up his pick numbers tonight. This is like the third. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not joking. This is like the third time it, it's happened with him. Um, so just keep an eye out on that. So uh, anyway, just to yeah, just to recap, kind of what just happened. I mean, we got to give Mitch Kupchak some credit here, right? Like he he was able to smokescreen his way into getting um a little bit more and getting the guy he wanted. I mean, they obviously wanted Miles Bridges all along, and mm-hmm. They have been selling this. And look, Patrick Connor. I mean, I hope you're watching right now. You asked me on Twitter, I think, a little earlier today, is like this whole SGA thing, this could be a smokescreen, right? Absolutely, it could have been. And that's that's it. That's what it was. I mean, that ends up being true. Um, and what we're going to get is looks like two future seconds for simply fooling the Clippers and then selecting who they want for them. And now we're getting two free seconds. So, mm-hmm. you know, second rounders, whatever, say what you want about them. But the Hornets still get who they want here, obviously. They wanted Miles Bridges, which I think is super smart, great player, very versatile. We'll talk about him more in a minute. And now, all of a sudden, in 48 hours, less than 48, less than 24 hours, or a little over, whatever, the Hornets have gotten <laughs> four second-round draft picks. And yeah. Mozgov, and Mozgov. So, yeah, that just makes <laughs> it sweeter. Right. The golden right. ticket, Mozgov. So, yeah. Uh, but, hey, look, let's – I wasn't fired up. I understood the deal from a lot of angles yesterday with Trayton Dwight, but I didn't understand it fully. But here we are, and Mitch Kupchak has picked up four future drafts. Now, the question yeah. is, does he use second-round picks, or does he sell them away like Cho? <laughs> well, he starts to sell them away, but, like, this – that's just asset building, right? The only yeah. thing that matters right now is that you're you're putting stuff into the cupboard and starting mm-hmm. to fill it up and and get ready for uh, <laughs> the long hibernation rebuild season that's coming. Do you think his best position, Miles Bridges, is the three or the four? What do you guys think? I think he's. See, I think the under. I think his size says three, but I think the way that he plays and the way that the NBA is going, he's probably better suited to play the small ball four. Yeah, I think I think it sort of almost depends on the time of the game too. Like he could start at the three, but you're probably going to close games with him. Yep. You know, in in the ideal world, you close games with him as your spread four, and you know Cody Zeller as your center. Does this make MKG expendable? I mean, I feel like these players are almost they kind of do some of the same things. Well, this guy's a better shooter, obviously, but um, it almost makes him non-existent. Totally. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah. mean, look. Talked about it earlier, um, or at least before we jumped on here live. And, um, MKG's a, a trade I could see happening before mm-hmm. next season. I think a pick like this, you know, draws a little bit more transparency to the fact that Hornets are looking at some options moving on from him. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they now have, uh, you know, with the Dwight trade, they've opened up some money. They can basically spend the full uh, non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which is eight, what eight point six million. You know, or yeah. maybe, maybe maybe they decide to bring Trevi and Graham back somehow, and they whatever. But um, 
you know, so Graham and Miles Bridges, these guys become your, or, you know, maybe someone else that they use the MLE on, those become your small forwards going forward, as opposed to, you know, Michael K. Gilchrist, which has been the deal for the last six years. And, my, and how many more years does MKG have on his uh, contract? Is it is it this so, upcoming year and then one more? Yeah, okay. Player option and next summer. Gotcha. Two, yeah, exactly, exactly. So he's just, I mean, he's just 24 years old. Uh, he'll turn 25 in, in September. So he's hes still pretty young, still should be getting better. But at least in Charlotte, he seems to have plateaued a little bit, unfortunately. John Michael Griffin said that Michael uh or Michael K. Gilchrist has been non-existent for a while now. He says, I'm a homer for Kentucky, but sadly there are limits. He's just in a, he's in a tough situation in Charlotte. And yep. I think there's, there's utility for him somewhere Elsewhere. else. You know, I don't know if it's, you know, the, it, it, these teams don't have the resources to make it happen, but on a team that could play like Houston or Golden State or Boston or Utah, like Michael K. Gilchrist makes a ton of sense um, as a cutter, a diver, a slipper, a, a two-way defender, et cetera. So, um, I think there's a little bit of intrigue with him still as a, a starting player in the NBA or a top six or seven role guy uh, in a rotation, but it's just the right pieces have to be around him to activate that. Um, and yeah, uh, one quick note before we can maybe get into Miles Bridges a little bit more too, but do want to shout out Jerome Robinson uh, out of Boston College going at number 13 to the LA Clippers. Wow. Uh, Hate that pick, by the way. Yeah, it's too it's it's a little too early for him, but do want to give a tip of the cap. Jerome is a Raleigh guy. He's a North Carolina guy. Went to Broughton, which is just damn near down the street from my house here, here in Raleigh. Um, ACC guy. I've gotten to interview him a few times too. Again, I think it's a little bit of a reach for a guy that has defensive issues and is coming out as one of the older players in the draft because he's a three-year guy out of college. But um, I like Jerome Robinson, and I'll be pulling for him uh, with the Clippers. And yeah, you, no doubt. Don't don't hate the player or hate him as a yeah. person. Just yeah, I, I'm watching some Robinson film. Dude can score the yeah. you know what out of the ball, and can play off the ball, can play on it. He's better on it, and he's good in the pick and roll. But uh, yeah, talk about a guy that's got some defensive things to figure out. Yeah, and I thought the Clippers' whole thing this summer was supposed to be like a recommitment to playing tough, playing defense. This pick runs counter to the way that uh, I was about to call him Rock Divers. Shout out to Dunked On. But the way Doc Rivers <laughs> sort of wanted to like rebrand this team on the fly. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that, how that all transpires with the Clippers. But a um, couple other things about can – I, can, I, can I rattle off some Miles Bridges yeah, stats? Yeah, absolutely. So, and before you do that, just remind everybody, if you want to go back and read about what kind of prospect Miles is, a lot of these stats that BG is getting ready to reel off are from his piece on QueenCityHoops.com, which is, yeah. I think, probably the best profile, single profile we had in the whole draft coverage. So go ahead, BG. Yeah, uh, thanks. I appreciate that. I thought that, I thought the last two of those that you and I did, that included Zaire Smith, Colin Sexton, uh, I thought both those, all of those came out really nicely. But with Miles Bridges, shot 65% at the rim, uh, 1.3, four points per possession, shot uh, 40% with an effective shooting rate of over 58% on catch-and-shoot possessions. Um, he's got a good good shooting stroke. Uh, I like his guy that can shoot, and Miles Bridges, and My Miles Bridges looks like a two-way player that can 
play both forward positions and shoot the three. And he's a decent passer and a decent rebounder. Like, he checks a lot of boxes for the Hornets if he's the pick. What's good, y'all? This is your boy, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze, host of Above the Rim. And if you want a raw take on the NBA, Above the Rim is a show for you. With dope beats and entertaining guests each week, we offer a great new insight on all things NBA. You don't want to miss it. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and the Almighty Baller Network. All right, the last portion of this show are previous clips from uh, episodes of BuzzBeat, one which it dates back to late March, uh, in which we talk about the prospect Miles Bridges. Uh, so it's neat to listen to us talk about him back then and kind of see how our feelings have changed over time. Uh, but go ahead and give it a listen. Uh, you don't have to worry about searching for it through your podcast feed. I have compiled a couple of clips here about Miles Bridges as a prospect. All right, well, let's talk about a guy that will be talked about more and more and more as the draft approaches. And to me, a guy who's probably like hiding in plain sight right now. Uh, the, his stock has been pretty neutral, like all season. Hasn't really moved now that we're, we've gotten past the combine. Miles Bridges. Um, it looks like he shaved about 20 pounds off of his frame. Uh, he's at about 220 pounds now. I think that Michigan State had him listed at like 235, so that's pretty impressive. You know, he, in terms of wings, uh, kind of combo guard, well, he's more of a combo forward, but, you know, six, almost 6'7", six, in shoes, almost a 6'10", wingspan, 220 pounds. I mean, you obviously just look at this guy, and he's chiseled. And when I consider, like, what he can become, um, not a super polished offensive player, but a confident one, right? Like, he has no problem playing with the ball in his hands. He got a lot of work out of the pick and roll at Michigan State. You know, takes a lot of bad shots. Not a great decision maker. Uh, you know, I don't want to say his basketball IQ isn't very high, but he doesn't read the game at a high level yet. But then on the other end, defensively, I mean, there's just all those guys I just ran off a minute ago in terms of wings and kind of how undersized they are this year is is, is interesting. But here's Miles Bridges, I mean, from a defensive standpoint, there's not a more like switchable guy across positions one through four in the small ball NBA. This guy might be become a guy who can guard every position. You know what I mean? So 220 pounds, super muscular guy. He's not going to get overpowered getting caught on switches uh, on the next level. I don't think. And I mean, there's a reason he was considered to be a top 10 pick Mm -hmm. last year. So I don't know. I, I would, I'm warming up to the idea of bridges really, really am. Miles Bridges. That yeah, day. me too. A little bit. Um, you know, he's he's still an intriguing player. You know, we do kind of forget about him, like you said. It just seems like he's always been in that like nine to thirteen range, and he's probably going to be there for us to pick at, at eleven. And we're definitely going to have to consider him. Um, he's an improved shooter, spot up shooter. That is, he's adequate from behind the arc. Uh, definitely a high motor, high effort, toughness type of player, and this translates. Uh, when you see him battle for those rebounds, I don't know how many rebounds he averaged at Michigan State, but I, I know it was up there. I guess the one thing I might be a little bit concerned about, you know, he does have that switchability, like you say, but I think his length, his wingspan's not that great for the for his size. I think it's only like six nine, and so, you know, he's explosive and athletic enough on the offensive end to get past these fours, but on the opposite end, you wonder if his lack of length will be able to bother those shots from those fours who have a little bit more uh, size on him in terms of the length. But if you put him at the three, you know, you kind of take away some of those advantages that he has on offense in terms of, you know, driving past a guy. But yeah, he's super athletic, 
uh, high motor, high effort type of player. I wouldn't be like thrilled with the pick, but I definitely wouldn't be upset if we if we drafted him at eleven. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's not he's not crazy long, you know, measurement wise. He doesn't blow you away there, but he's a really good athlete, and I think what he what he misses with his length, he's going to make up with with how good of an athlete he is and how good of a leaper, you know, he can be. I mean, here's a guy who can going to be able to make an impact on the ball, obviously, and I think he can serve some rim protecting. Um, roles. I mean, he's just going to be able to, in every aspect of defense, he's going to be able to make an impact, I think. Um, and if he commits on that end, which I don't know that he was super consistently committed on that end at Michigan State, but the potential is, is undeniable. Um, and, you know, played for a great coach, Michigan State, played in a high major conference, obviously, you know, went back to school to try to improve some things last season. Didn't happen, but he, he you know, all these things said, you kind of like the approach that he took during this process. And I think that, you know, you're getting a player who's going to be able to contribute right away, probably uh, with the Miles Bridges. So it will be interesting to see his stock has just been so consistently like meh at 10 for like so long now. It's just, it'll be interesting to see if it's going to rise or if it's actually going to drop, you know, as we get closer to the date, uh, June 21st, which, wow, I just Looked at the calendar here. We're literally a month away from the draft, which is hard to believe. It's time to start talking some prospects. So let's start in the natural place. Uh, Miles Bridges uh, playing right in front of me right now. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there, and, and we'll, we'll roll. We're going to talk about as many of these guys as we can without going too long here. But Miles Bridges, I would say he's been linked to the Hornets probably, well, just in that 8 to 12-ish range. Mm-hmm for a long time like months now and he's pretty much sat there and you know unless Michigan State runs the table and he you know scores 25 points a game it's probably where he's going to end up Brian let's start with you Miles Bridges what do you like about him what do you not like about him do you think that he's a good fit for the Hornets what is he as a prospect yeah I mean it's interesting we sort of had these conversations on him a year ago too right when we thought maybe he was going to come out this is before he decided he was going to come back to Michigan State and he's sort of – it's almost a tip of the cap to him to to come back and at least not sort of regress as a prospect. Does that make any sense? I mean, he's basically being pegged around the same draft spots. It's Time is a flat circle for both the Hornets and Miles Bridges, apparently. Um, I haven't seen a ton of improvement from him this year. He sort of largely feels like a, like a pretty similar player. And, um, you know, three-point shooting is about the same. Um, he's been a, maybe a little bit more efficient, cut down on the turnover some this season, gets to the line about the same uh, again. He's, and he shot better from the free throw line too. So a lot better. He's up at about 87% from the line this season. So there were certainly plenty of concerns regarding his shot from the perimeter last season. And even though his three point numbers have stayed pretty flat, you think maybe the, the jump in free throw percentage maybe bodes well for him coming to the pros. He's an incredible athlete and certainly one of the best dunkers in all of college basketball the last two seasons. He shot 66% on non-post-up attempts at the hoop this season, which is where about uh, about 25%, about a quarter of his half-court possessions come around the basket on non-post-up attempts, and he's shot very well from that. And his catch-and-shoot numbers are pretty good, too. Um, 51 of 126 on catch-and-shoots this season with, with an effective rating of 59.1%. I think there's there's plenty to like with Bridges as sort of a, a combo forward type guy. 
I don't think he projects as a future star, but perhaps a, a role player that can play a couple positions and guard a couple positions. And if he figures out a three-pointer in the NBA, could maybe be a guy that, that sticks and is a part of a franchise for a while. But like a lot of guys in um, in this range of the draft, there's there's holes too. All right, thanks again for joining us for episode 69 of Buzz Beat. Miles Bridges is your newest Charlotte Hornet. First round selection, number 12 overall. Episode 70 will probably be another week and a half out. Uh, there probably shouldn't be too much news between now and then. Of course, if something major happens, we will jump on here uh, and let you guys know about it. Uh, but we'll probably take a little bit of a break because we've been cramming a lot of content in draft-related-wise in a short period of time, whether that would be on Queen City Hoops or on BuzzBeat Radio. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.